Discuss your truth always. You can destroy. Bringing in the Metallica. Uh, coming up on five years of discussions of truth. No more, no more lies. No more lies is the title of the book, publication contract in place. Over two years now, we delayed the publication by a year. That is, publisher and I, uh, due to the uh, well, a couple of reasons. Primarily. Uh, COVID-19, as it's called, uh, and um, uh, the Trump election fiasco. Um, so Trine Day is the publisher, um, and it, it's been on pre-order now for well over a year and a half, and I have I have people that are, <laughs> are waiting for this book to be released. Uh, but, uh, but look, Servando Gonzalez, who's a Cuban-born historian, he's, he's contributed to a chapter, and I have Judy Mikovits. I don't know if Judy Mikovits has has agreed to contribute a chapter. I don't know if her schedule is going to permit to to get it in there, but uh, likely uh, the second book she will. Uh, she's uh, past guest on the program, and I know she's uh, committed to uh, to contributing. So uh, if not the uh, if not Freedom Reserve, no more lies. Then uh, look for a contribution from her uh, at some point. Today's guest is uh, third, third uh, uh, Washington, Washington State third district uh, candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, Heidi St. John, who is aiming to take out the Rhino, Jamie Herrera Butler, 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 Buter, Buter. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. Mark, Mike Cargill is a uh, joined me a couple weeks ago, and and I di- I didn't realize he was running for a U.S. Senate seat. Uh, but, uh, but you can catch that episode, catch the Daddy da- Teddy Daniels episode. Um, Chris Sky, the, the, the outspoken Canadian, very much against mandates of masks and vaccines and very much for the, uh, the coming forth of, uh, the deep state, uh, getting, uh, those economic instruments globally revealed, uh, because because like the the deep state banks do not represent the people they represent large corporations and they represent profits profit profiteering um, and of course uh, Tom Hartman will be joining the program here in uh, in a couple of weeks that'll be his uh, fourth time I believe uh, and and I've recently Huey Freeman is a, a an author that puts out really great information. Huey Freeman and I've I've made the connection uh, because uh, Huey Freeman, if you if you listen to Mark Shaw and you're familiar with what uh, this former defense attorney out of California is doing in regards to researching Dorothy Kilgallen and now Marilyn Monroe in connection to the JFK assassination, you know something that something that intrigues Americans to this day for very good reason. 
for incredibly good reasons. What's this been, 70 years now almost? But the JFK assassination, uh, the J 65, the JFK assassination is something that intrigues Americans to this day because there is so much cover-up with the, uh, the Dulles brothers, Alan Dulles, and uh, the Bush, uh, George Bush being involved, it, you know, there's the Cuban, the Cuban link. There's, there's so much dirt that just continuously gets squashed. And if you remember, uh, you know, pro Trump or no, no pro Trump. If you remember, it, you know, I don't care if you like Trump or not, but if you're against the U.S. Constitution, then you have an enemy. You're, 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 you're frankly, you're an enemy of mine. If you're, if you're, if you, if you're, you're U.S. Amer a U.S. enemy, as far as I'm concerned, if you are against the Constitution, uh, that would, yeah, that goes into BLM. Yeah, BLM says they they want a communist regime a la Cuba uh, installed in the United States. This is what these people openly want in the United States. This is how they would 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 ideally like to be living their lives in the United States. But just get on a boat and cross cross over into into Cuba. Go live in Cuba. You don't need to be here in the United States, as far as I'm concerned. So BLM an enemy in that regard. Uh, I'm not saying that every member of the BLM, because yes, all lives matter, Black lives matter. So of course, Chinese lives. Afghan, Afghan. And don't don't Taliban lives matter? Hmm. Maybe not. May, maybe not. So maybe maybe not all lives matter. Maybe not all lives matter. That's open. Uh, that's open to you. Open to controversy, open to open argument, and open to uh, to debate. But uh, you know, I mean, here, here look, uh, Antifa, I believe, is an enemy of the United States. Okay, really, let's let's get back to Donald Trump getting in the office in 2016. 16. One of the first things he did, one of the first things he did, was to reveal and open up the JFK files that are continued to this day to be held in secrecy. Why are they secret? Why are they uncovered? Why are they not open? Because there's things out there that would damage other people that still live and or corporations that still live. Yeah, let's let's take a look real quickly here before we bring on Heidi. We got a few minutes before we bring on Heidi. Let's just let's take a quick take a quick quickly. We're going to we're going to listen to some words that Chris Sky has been saying, and look, I started the program in 2016. Officially, the first, the free, this was by invite. I was invited to start this show. It was in it was in Winwood Radio on Winwood Radio in, in in Miami, Florida. Okay, that's where I started my first show. It was by invite. I was invited to do this because of the research that I had dug into. So, so citizen journalist, right? Ian, please, would you please come down to the radio station and 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 talk. Just talk about the research that you'd done behind Cecil Rhodes and the Zika virus and all the dots connecting skull and bones. I never thought I'd do this. It wasn't something that I was wanting to do. But folks, I now do it with a passion because America is being dismantled by a ghost, a, 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 an invisible enemy. Well, it's not that invisible. As if you start to get into the nooks and crannies, you start to get into the deep state, then it re you realize, oh, it's not so, not so invisible. Oh, you know, maybe the Chinese are not the enemy, like the deep state would want you to think. Oh, maybe the deep state is the enemy. Who is the deep state? Well, give me give you a clue. The Chinese run their economy off of a central bank, and who regulates that central bank? Yes, they reside in Switzerland. So Switzerland. So let's get let's get into real quick a couple things here. Um, let's listen to let's listen to what Chris Guy has had to say here recently. It just 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 get a few words here 
about what Chris has hey said guys, here. crazy yeah. info that obviously you'll never get from anybody but me. Right. So they're going to plan on getting FDA approval for the COVID vaccine next week so they can try to push all these mandates on everybody because they're going to tell you how safe and effective it is. Well, guess how they did it? They got a woman named Janet Woodcock who is the chief for the Center of Janet Drug Woodcock. Evaluation Research and they put her as the acting head of the FDA to give her the approval status. And this woman is personally responsible for approving both Oxycontin, mm. which is causing a freaking epidemic, and fentanyl, the two most dangerous Opium? drugs on Opium. the market today, that got approved by this woman, Janet Woodcock, who's now going to be approving our COVID vaccines so they can push everybody with mandates. Let's listen to this again. What are you saying here, Chris? A woman named Janet Woodcock, who is the Janet chief Woodcock. of the Center of Drug Evaluation Research. And they put her as the acting head of the FDA to give her the approval acting status. Head of FDA to get and this status. woman is personally responsible for approving both Oxycontin, which is causing a freaking epidemic, and fentanyl, the two most dangerous drugs on the market today mm. that got approved by this woman, Janet Woodcock, who's now going to be approving our COVID vaccines so they can push everybody with mandates. So this is coming from a Canadian that's saying this. Yeah, verified this is true. I haven't, I haven't done the research. I, haven't, I don't know if Chris is accurate in what he's talking about. Typically, Chris puts out really good information. And the fact of the matter is, is that he is he is pushing, he, you know, he is pushing up and pressing against the the norm, right? He's pretty, and so that's what's important here. I mean, seriously, if you are listening to this and you have gotten vaccinated. Just, just, just give this a, a, a brief consideration here. Just, just give this a, a brief consideration here. I'll, I'll read it to you here, right now. Let me read this to you right now. Uh, well, pardon me. Um, let me get to this. Okay, uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy. And by the way, Robert F. Kennedy, who I've not met, I do not know him personally. I haven't spoken to him. There's a couple of people that I do know that know him. I was instrumental with the, with another person to get him. Speaking at an event in Anaheim with Clay Clark. If you're not sh familiar with what Clay Clark is doing, definitely familiarize yourself with what Clay Clark is doing. Yes, he comes from a religious angle, but let's not forget the United States of America was founded by religious people. That's just the way it is. Whether you're religious or you're not, the pilgrims that left England were religious. They were seeking religious freedom. So of all, all the cornerstones that the Constitution is written on, it's written on religious freedom. A peaceful, peaceful gathering, peaceful religious freedom. So, according to the London Times, and we got to bring on, I got to bring on Heidi, Heidi here right now. But Joshua Flint is the author of the article. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy. This is a quote by Robert: "The new COVID vaccine should be avoided at all costs." If, if you're listening to this and you have gotten the vaccine, you must ask yourself. Why have you not followed the money? Why have you not followed the money to the CFR, the Council on for Relations, which manipulates the media, which is manipulated essentially by the Federal Reserve Bank, which is manipulated by the Rothschild and the Bank of England and the City of London? Are you not following these lines? Why are you not following these links? Well, because the mainstream media doesn't want you to question them. They don't want you to question government. They want a big government that it controls you and rules over you and keeps you a lame duck not asking questions well, you need to start america or else you ain't gonna have a constitution to fall back on and you frankly don't because paul craig roberts said on this show three years ago he says the facade there are no there are 
no constitutional rights. The new COVID vaccine should be avoided at all costs. That coming from a man whose uncle was shot in the head in Dallas because he tried to, A, dismantle the CIA, and B, destroy the Federal Reserve Bank. <sighs> right? But nothing to see here, Ian. There's nothing to see here. America, it's the greatest. It's the greatest land in the world. It's only great because people stand up to tyranny, because people refuse kings and queens and popes. That's why it's great. They stand up to tyranny. Yeah, well, you got a rigged election, very arguably, a lot of evidence for that. That means you got tyranny. And only you can root it out. You know, Nancy Pelosi's not going to root that out for you. Okay? Kamala Harris, she's not going to root that out for you. Only you can root that out. You can start by not wearing the ridiculous mask. And you can start by saying, no, I'm not going to. No, I'm going to protect the sovereignty of my body, this vessel that I was born in and given. You didn't pay for it. It was given to you. And you're going to protect this, its sovereignty and say, no, you're not going to jab me with any crap, synthetic mRNA crap. It synthetically reproduces proteins. And you're not standing up to that. You got a problem. You, you, you really do. You really do. You really need to rethink what I'm saying here. You really need to rethink what I'm saying here. You need to rethink your trust in government. You need to rethink that thing. You, you put trust in government? Government wants to make money off you. Period. That's all they want to do is make money off of you. Period. Oh, what are we in? You know, they pave my roads. They teach my kids. Oh, boy. Ah. Uh, Okie dokie, okie dokie dokie dokie. Okay, so next week, J.P. Lindstrath is going to be joining me. He's a regular on my show, Ph.D. from Oxford. And we're going to go down uh, the U.S. Army Ranger Avenue with uh, Tom Arenta, I believe is his name. And sorry, yes, it's my own handwriting. I haven't written these, written these names down. And, and Tom Hartman is going to be joining me in a couple weeks to talk about the hidden history of American health care. And let me pitch... One more time, because Chapter 13, Zach has done a really good job of describing the events that happened October, no, November. November? Yeah, November in Doral with Donald Trump. How I, I, he and I worked uh, like a great team. We got we got the message to, to, through Tiffany Trump and then got it to, uh, to Donald. The, the book is Google Leaks. Again, Robert F. Kennedy coming up again in this circle. Zach Voorhees is an American hero. Uh, buy the book. Buy the book. Pre-order mine while you're on Amazon. Pre-order mine. Uh, and and buy, uh, buy a copy of Google Leaks, a whistleblower's expose of big tech and censorship. And right now we're going to bring on Heidi St. John. Let's let's try her. You know, you know I'm going to go that route because I know that the uh, – okay, here we go. Uh, uh, you know, let's see here. Um Let's just bring her on. Let's just bring let's just bring uh, bring Heidi on uh, right now. Uh, Heidi St. John. She's a standing guy for about five minutes. Heidi oh. St. John, please oh. leave Okay. Uh, you know what? Hold on a second. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. Uh, okay, let's see here, right, so you got her voicemail, I know she's standing by, so I just texted her, 
See if she responds. Let's try her again. Uh, she's responding. And, and again, uh, oh. Okay, here we go. Heidi St. John, ladies and gentlemen. Heidi St. John. Hashtag off the bench. Hey, this is Heidi. Heidi St. John, welcome to Discuss Your Truth. Ian Trottier here. How are you today? Today. Okay, uh, Heidi, you can't hear me. Uh, I don't know why. Why can't you hear me? I can hear you. Hold on. I don't know okay. why you can't hear me. Okay. Um, okay, that's weird. It's It's probably the software that I have. Uh, boy. Okay. I couldn't hear, couldn't hear Heidi, but we'll try, we'll try to bring in Heidi via Skype. That was weird. Uh, she could hear me. I couldn't hear her. Uh, let's try this. Okay. Some of the... Well, let's try her via Skype. See if this works. It usually doesn't work. This is Heidi. Heidi, can you hear me now? No. What is going on? Okay, so she can't hear me here. Let's, let's try this again. Okay. Let's see if she answers. Hello? Heidi, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to... This... <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for your patience there. Yeah, no, I, it goes both ways here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Heidi St. John uh, running to unseat the rhino. Hope you don't... <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope you don't mind me using that term. Jamie Herrera... But but is it Butler or Buter? Butler. It's Herrera Butler. Butler, <laughs> Butler, and you know one of the one of the main things here for listeners to understand about uh, this incumbent that you will unseat is that she voted to impeach Donald Trump. Is that right, Heidi? Yeah, that's right. She was one of the ten Republicans that voted to impeach the president. Okay, so tell listeners a little bit about your background and why you're running, and um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so I have been living in this area in the Pacific Northwest. I was born in Portland, Oregon. My husband and I have been uh, I've been married now for 32 years. We have seven children, and we've spent the last almost 20 years living in this area in Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. And uh, I'm an author. I've written seven books and a speaker, and I've been a homeschool mom for a long, long time. I'm a grandmother now to three beautiful little ones. And I will not forget the morning that or the evening, rather, that uh, – I learned that Jamie Herrera had voted to impeach President Trump. I've al I'm already frustrated by some of the decisions that she's made. I don't feel like I'm being represented. I think that's I think a lot of Americans feel that way. And when she voted to impeach the president, I just I looked at my husband and we were like, "What can we do?" And so I texted a friend of mine, a retired state representative, and I said, "How do I run?" A little bit sort of tongue in cheek because I've never run for anything, any political office. And she said, "Man, I've been waiting for you to ask me that for years." 
uh, let's talk in the morning. And that kind of was what started me on this road to replace Jane Herrera Butler. And uh, I know I'm, I was literally born for this job. The country is on fire. Washington State is in, I would call it a state of emergency right now. Uh, we're living under tyrannical dictates of a tyrannical governor. And uh, we need to send new leadership. We need new leadership from the top down. We need it in every uh, mayoral race on our city councils, on our school boards. And uh, I have jumped in to replace Jamie Herrera in the House of Representatives. Well, that's fantastic. And, and thank goodness that you have. So you are an accomplished uh, uh, author of seven books. Did you say seven books and you have seven kids? Does that get that right? Yeah. Yes, I'm soon to be eight. I've got a brand new book coming out next year. <laughs> that's awesome. What's the name of the, what's the, name of the book? So it's it's uh, the MomStrong series. It's been uh, published by Tyndale. The first one came out in 2017 in that series anyway, called Becoming Mom Strong: How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. And then after that, I released a series of companion books to it. The new one that will come out next year is a 365-day devotional, just trying to offer uh, encouragement to moms from the Word of God every single day. And moms need encouragement right now, more probably more than ever. So you're you're a you're a candidate that was actually born not in the third district of Washington. You say you were born in uh, Portland, but that's the Northwest. And and this uh, Jamie Herrera uh, is not a Northwest native. She's uh, actually born in California. Is that right? That's what I understand. But you know what? She 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 went to high school here. You know, uh, I I don't mind people who who have, you know weren't necessarily born here moving you know we've been here now for almost 20 years i consider myself a native of this area i'm still just living so southwest washington state is just across the river from portland where i was born so i'm still about within about a 35 minute drive from where i grew up and to me what is what's really troubling is watching people who are really new to the area moving into these areas and trying to run as if they're the right representative for that job. And we see Democrats planting people in positions like that all over the country. So, you know, you look at somebody's record, you see what if, you know, I, I tell people, ask me what I've done for the citizens of CD3. My husband and I started uh, homeschool cooperatives here 23 years ago. Wow. We saw the handwriting on the wall in our public education system. We pulled our daughter out of public school, something I thought I would never do. She's now 30 years old. We homeschooled her all the way through high school. We homeschooled all seven of our children all the way through high school. And But we did more than that. We started helping parents who were looking for solutions and alternatives to the indoctrinating, uh, indoctrination that's happening in our schools. So here in CD3, we planted several homeschool cooperatives. We went on to plant 60 of them around the country and up in Canada. And about four years ago, we opened the nation's largest full-time homeschool resource center right here in Vancouver. This time last year, we had 400 students. Right now, we're cresting at 1,300. And we're watching uh, the solutions that we have been implementing here in CD3 really uh, starting to uh, come in as, as almost a miracle help to these parents now who are pulling their kids out of these disastrous schools that are forcing their kids to get uh, shots and wear masks in school and social distance and all the thing. I mean, I, it's, it's an emergency what's happening in our schools, I think. So I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you're bringing this up, and that's incredible that you had that vision 20 plus years ago to, to do this. But but you know, of course, you're bringing up the hot topics here of mask mandates and vaccine mandates. What's yeah. what's going on? Speak about that a little bit from your your viewpoint, Heidi. You're saying you're saying parents are pulling these kids out at an alarming rate. Uh, they're, they're they're pulling their kids out of these public schools because of that reason. 
Well, they're pulling them out because they're tired of the state dictating to parents what the what they have to do with their own children. The children don't belong to the state. And I think the state has forgotten that. They don't belong to the schools. Children are the sole responsibility of their parents. And for a parent, for a mother to be able to go, I mean, everywhere I travel in the third congressional district, parents are coming up to me weeping. They have appealed to their school boards. They have appealed to the teachers. Nothing is working. And you're watching the parents now going, well, forget it. I mean, this is where school choice comes in, which is what I will be a huge advocate for in Congress. But these parents are not respected. By the, by the National Educators Association. They're not respected by the schools. They're not respected by the teachers. And it is high time that parents stood up and said, hey, thank you for doing the job, or at least trying to, of teaching my child reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now, if you'd please stop teaching them critical race theory, stop teaching them yeah. uh, comprehensive sex education and indoctrinating my child, stay out of politics, but they won't do that. And one of the nice things, I think maybe the only good thing about COVID-19 is that the curtain on what is happening in our nation's public schools has been peeled back and parents, many of them for the first time, are seeing what is really happening. And they're angry and they have every right to be. So Jay Inslee is the Democrat, pardon that, uh, the Democrat governor of, of Washington state. Um, talk a little bit about your view of vaccines. And let me just let me just insert this. One of my early guests uh, on the program, it's been a number of years now, Charlotte Eiserbit. Uh, who was uh, a Reagan advisor for the Department of Education. She wrote a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. It's uh, 800 pages. She wrote it back in the 80s. She, yeah, the, reason, the reason I'm bringing this up, Heidi, is because she was identifying this back in the 80s, what the government was doing. You say, you say very clearly that the, that the pupil, the student, is not... Uh, it, it's not owned by the state. I, that wasn't it wasn't your words, but it more or less conveys the point. And that's exactly right. These these students are uh, these students are part of families. These are these are and this is why Charlotte literally she opposed this program called Betterment of Education through Science and Technology that was really conceived at the University of Washington up in Seattle. And uh, and she says no, it's taking too much power away from the parents and groups like the PTA and it's giving it more to government this is back in the 80s so but what would it get into this vaccine well uh, what is your view and then I want to get into Marxism and communism because it's 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 definitely here it's definitely here it's been here for decades but now it's showing a very ugly ugly face talk a little bit about your knowledge your understanding of vaccines and why and masks and why you're opposed to those mandates uh, in schools well, first of all, I mean, my opinion on, on the vaccine is that it has been rushed to market. We're talking about a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. So riddle me this. Why are we forcing our teachers, our, our first responders, our doctors, our nurses, our state employees, why are we forcing them? Why are we mandating this, that they get this vaccine? No one's talking about natural immunity. I've had COVID. It wasn't very much fun, but like 99.8% people who get it, I survived. I have something now called durable, lasting immunity. I also had the chickenpox when I was 10 years old. Horrible case of the chickenpox. I had them in my ears and my eyelids everywhere. Guess what Heidi St. John will never do? I will never get the chickenpox vaccine. I don't need it. And so what I am opposed to, if you want to get the vaccine, great. If you trust the CDC, if you trust Pfizer and Moderna and these people who make money off of making sure that you're sick, that's fine. I don't trust these guys. And what really is bothering me, it's not the vaccine, it's the mandate that bothers me. People should be free to choose. We always in the United States should be free to choose what we what we will and will not put into our own bodies. I would really like to know where are the my my body, my choice people. Notice how quiet they are now. 
you know, the, the, the people who are screaming and yelling my body, my choice, when they're actually not talking about their body in the long run, notice how their argument has, has completely gone away. And now we're really talking about in, uh, forcing people to take injections. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I am very, very concerned. I think we're going to see an alarming rise in suicides. I have had first responders, firefighters, grown men coming up to me at campaign stops and saying, please, please do something. I have been a firefighter for 22 years, never had a complaint. I've got a wonderful track record with my department, and they're telling me I have until October 1st to get the jab or I'm going to lose my job and my pension. This is criminal. It is wrong. I do not understand why our governor is forcing this kind of, of, of maniacal behavior in our hospitals and on our first responders. This time last year, they were heroes, and now we're telling them, do this or you're going to be you're going to lose your pension and lose your job that is my frustration with this vaccine this rushed to market vaccine it's the mandate the mandate is what's wrong the forcing people to do this and now we're watching i mean is anyone reading the vares website all of the i talked to a doctor just last night at a, at a campaign event and he said they are forcing the doctors in our hospital to take this shot and he said a lot of us we're never going to do it because we are the ones who are treating people who have been injured from this vaccine they see what's happening and now they're forcing the doctors. You can't talk about you can't talk about vaccine injury. You can't talk about alternative treatments to COVID. We, you toe the line or lose your job. This is wrong. And you're absolutely right. Communism is here. It's in the country. Marxism is here because really communism just the end of Marxism. And we're definitely here. And I'm fighting like crazy for the people in this area to maintain their freedom. So I'm going to pull back a little bit because uh, you know Don, Donald Trump and and and, and I have a. I, I, I have an encounter with Donald with the Google whistleblower. I, I, I pushed Zach Voorhees to get to Donald in Doral in Miami of last year. But one of the things that really caught my interest was how he was, to a, to a degree, he was pro-vaccine. Why do you think, why do you think the, the, the president was uh, and is somewhat pro-vaccine? What are your thoughts on that, Heidi? You know, I'm, I am a huge fan of President Trump. I have had the opportunity to meet with him for just just under an hour uh, by myself. I have a private conversation with him about a lot of things that are happening, particularly out here in the 3rd Congressional District. I think when this thing first came down, the president, like everybody else, when the China virus was unleashed on the world, we were all like, what in the world is going on? We didn't know very much about it. They immediately started screaming, we've got to have, you know, this pandemic is going to kill. And we thought, I mean, think about it. Think Give I, I give the president a lot of grace because I feel like here's this guy, the leader of the free world, all of a right. sudden the Chinese, uh, the Communist Party has unleashed this virus. They're telling him that gazillions of people are going to die. I mean, we're going to see people, bodies lining up in the streets. And so what did we do? We started rushing to try to figure out what can we do to prevent the death of millions and millions of American citizens. I think that the, that, that, that the heart behind it, at least in the beginning, I and mean, I can't judge anybody's heart, but I'm just telling you what I have observed. I think he was doing the best thing that he knew at the time. Right now, and you guys heard him uh, speak, I think it was in Alabama the other night, he talked about that vaccine and he got booed by the people. And I can tell you why, the vaccines aren't working. And now we can see that the vaccines aren't working. We're watching breakthrough infections. They're telling you, even if you've had the vaccine, you can't go back to normal, you can't get your life back, uh, wear a mask, social distance, scare your neighbor, you know, all of these things. And I think at this point, people have been pushing the vaccine, particularly in, in leadership positions in government, at least let's be honest about the fact that it's not working. The country of Gibraltar has a 100% vaccination rate and their hospitals are full because the vaccine is failing. 
Israel, 85% vaccination rate and the hospitals are full because the vaccine is failing. Same thing is happening in Iceland. We're seeing the same thing in the United States, but we can't have an honest conversation about it because the tech oligarchs over at Google and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube are censoring discourse. And that is the problem. And so I think, you know, we started out going, maybe this is the right thing, but now we can see it's not working. So when are they going to back up? When are we going to stop following Father Fauci and the Branch Covidians and go, wow, this thing's not working? Wow. So, so that was that was a great line, Heidi. That was really a great line. Uh, what's what's behind the vaccine? Because it's not even a vaccine. These are inoculations. No, mRNA inoculations, synthetic uh, protein uh, duplicators. Uh, what's behind this? And, and at the same time, you know, at the same time, we've got Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum calling for a great reset. I, I mean, if we go back two years ago and, and you know, Trump comes in the office in 2016, he starts throwing out fake news. Deep state, I think he wakes up at least a third of the country that are kind of saying, whoa, wait a second, I can't trust these different news outlets. It's something new for America. And it and it, and it, it, it really resides with a lot of these, with a lot of Americans that are beginning to question, oh, wait, wait a second, question the government? Hmm. You know, but, mm. but hold on a second. Two years ago, this, you know, this would be labeled a theory. Yet now people are saying, wait a second, this isn't, this isn't a theory. This is this is fact. And 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 could it be? Could it be there is a a, a a legitimate conspiracy, like a communist or a Marxist conspiracy, to to take over the Constitution and the Republic? Is there something behind the vaccine that might be along those lines? In your view, Heidi? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, you you tell me. When we get into the to this uh, mass of speculation, these are things that we talk about in my living room with my adult kids. You know, at ten o'clock at night. But I will say this for sure: one thing that is happening is I believe, and I think that the mandates, the mask, everything, we are definitely teaching our children to be subservient to the government. When they ask you to put a mask on your face, and I wonder, like, the government came out tomorrow and said, "Hey, walk on your hands. That will prevent you from getting COVID nineteen." I do declare one third of the country be trying to walk on their hands. We are we are not thinking critically about what is going on. It shows you the disaster that the public school has been for the last 50 years. We do not have people in this country who are critical thinkers. They follow whatever the government wants them to do. And I think we are seeing, I mean, we I have been studying the, the, the Great Reset for a long time. These people that meet in, uh, in Davos and talk about taking over the world and you got Bill Gates and all these weirdos out there. Listen, there's a huge problem happening. But I think if the American people would wake up and realize that this country is under attack and it will not be taken from the outside. It will be taken from the inside. And I meet students because I've been traveling over this great nation talking about this for many, many years. And these kids, we're producing uh, kids out of our out of our public education system by the hundreds of thousands every single year that hate this country and think that it's inherently racist and wouldn't think twice about throwing you in jail for your ridiculous conservative viewpoint because they think the country is inherently evil. And that is what we need to be concerned about. So if we can get our eyes back to freedom, which is what our founding fathers gave us, this incredible American experiment that said out loud that our rights don't come from government, they come from God. If we can get back to that and start getting people to wake up to the fact that they're losing their freedoms and they're losing their children and the Democrats aren't even hiding it anymore. Here in in, uh, in Washington state, Governor Jay Inslee, who is the worst governor that this state has ever had, is telling the school boards, if you don't follow my order in these mask mandates, I will pull your funding. 
and we are watching mm. devastating things happen as a result here. Tell me if that's un-American. I think it is. And what and the saddest part about this is people don't know our history. They don't know the history of this country. They don't know that their rights don't come from government. And so we're watching a brainwashed population fall into line. And those of us who love this country and know the history of this great nation and want to fight for it are sounding the alarm. And honestly, that's a large part of the reason why I jumped into the race in the first place. Yeah, and, and, and DeSantis is doing things on the other end of the spectrum saying, hey, if you, if, you, if you go against my order and you start mandating these things, then I'll pull your funding. So the, both sides of the, uh, the, the spectrum are, be, are happening here. Um, yep. Let's get into you take office. What are the first couple things you're going to do uh, that are going to uh, that, that, that will go against what, what, uh, what your, com- your competitor in the Republican Party is doing? And again, it's, it's, it's a surprising to, see, to know that she's, she's a Republican. I'm talking about Jamie Herrera Butler. Well, what are, yeah. the, thing, what are the things that you'll, you'll tackle first when you, when you get into well, office? I think Jamie, I mean, one of the one of my biggest frustrations with Jamie is she was clearly a never Trumper and it didn't matter what President Trump did. She was going to oppose it. Right. So she voted against the walls. She, you know, there were a lot of things we've got to get back to what's really, really important in this country. And to me, education is at the top of the list. Education is ground zero. I mean, I'm serious. I'm trying to William Wallace all over the country and say education is ground zero for the fight that is happening in this nation. And we need to start talking about what's happening in our nation's public schools. The fact that uh, critical race theory has been receiving uh, federal funding. Congress has the ability to say, oh, no, no, no. You're going to teach our kids to be racist. We are going to make your life very miserable. Congress needs to start returning the power of a lot of what's happening in our schools back to the parents. Uh, and and return a lot of this stuff back to local municipalities so that parents have more control over what's happening in the schools. We have federalized everything. We want to federalize our healthcare system, federalizing education, and it needs to stop. This was never what the founding fathers had in mind. I feel like every single person in the country should be reading the Federalist Papers right now, and they're going to be crying by the time they get to the end of it because our country doesn't resemble what it started out as. And so to me, education's got to be top on the list. We got to talk about voter integrity for goodness sake. You know, if the Democrats don't want us to have voter integrity, we got to ask ourselves why. If you got to have an ID in this country to get a beer, but they don't care if you have an ID to participate (laughs) in the most sacred thing that we do in this country, which is to determine our own destiny, something is wrong. So we need to start tackling that from the congressional level. We've got so many issues, I don't even know where to start. We can talk about the borders. We can talk about border security. There, medical freedom, which I think is going to be the civil rights fight of this generation. And I'm looking for Rosa Parks to say, no, it stops right now. I'm not moving. Come and take it. I think that's what needs to happen. And I don't understand, frankly, why more of our representatives right now are not yelling and screaming about this on the floor of the House of Representatives when American people are being attacked on their own soil in their own places of employment by tyrannical mandates and dictates from people. This is so un-American and so alarming. I don't even know where to begin. Heidi, you mentioned election integrity. And, of course, that is uh, that is so important to make sure that every vote counts properly. What, what, yeah. Was this a rigged election in 2020? You tell me. 
it's impossible for me to believe. I mean, Joe Biden, what is he now? The world's top arms supplier to terrorists. I mean, really, that's what he is now. And the question that many Americans are asking themselves is whether or not the United States can survive three and a half more years of this Democrat administration. And the, and the people in charge, want to convince, they want me to believe that 80 million people, more than voted for Barack Obama, couldn't right. wait to get this guy into office. He was he was unimpressive on every level. His rallies were, were completely boring. He clearly has a terminal stage of dementia happening in his life right now. And we saw this on the campaign trail. And yet they want us to believe that 80 million Americans are like, yeah, he's awesome. I'm not buying it. Something is terribly wrong. And I think most people can see it now. Yeah. And, 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 and now with this Afghanistan fiasco, uh, even the head of the, the Brexit in, in, in the UK is saying there's no way there's there's no way the British the British army uh, or military would, would go into uh, into an agreement with the with with the United States right now. That's that's what that's what the head of the Brexit, Nigel Farage or Farage is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what a what a fiasco uh, Biden has put uh, put our country and put the Afghanis in, which will reverberate to our homeland. Give me some thoughts real quickly on uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Matt Gates and, uh, and 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 Gomert. Uh, how how they were treated a couple a couple weeks ago in D.C. as far as being being shut out of of giving their 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 press press conference. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. When isn't this just isn't this just another as, avenue for uh, censorship in this country? Cancel culture. I mean, isn't that what the left is doing right now? What they're trying to do is silence dissent, and that should send should send a shiver up the spine of every freedom loving American. If they want to shut you out of the of the conversation because they don't like your ideas or they want they don't want to hear your ideas, I thought the left hated that. Isn't the left who are just like, oh no, you know we don't. We don't want to censor anybody. So they don't, quote, censor. Now they cancel. Cancellation being the softer form of censorship. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Marjorie Taylor Greene a couple of months ago when I was working up on the Hill. And I got to tell you, you know, I've been I've been really proud of her. I got to have dinner with uh, Lauren Boebert at the Trump Hotel. We were talking about what's going on in politics. You're watching people now coming into office who are telling the truth. And the Republican establishment hates it, and the Democrats are trying to silence them. You tell me what's going on in this country. We are being ruled by elites, and this has been happening for a long time. And when you see ordinary Americans like Marjorie Taylor Greene say enough is enough is enough, I'm proud of her. And I'm proud of Lauren Boebert and all these people who are standing up for our rights. But it is highlighting more than we have ever had highlighted in this country before how hard the left is going to fight to keep the truth from coming out when you can't say the truth i just got out of another 30-day lockout on on facebook wow and uh and they shut me out of my page what's really amazing about that one was that um i was talking about what a shame it was that americans gave their lives fighting the nazis only to have the the left in this country use that word as a derogatory word about people that they disagree with and uh, Facebook flagged it because I used the word Nazi, locked me out of my account. I appealed, like I always do, and they came back for the first time ever and said, "Oh man, we're so sorry. Yeah, you didn't use that out of context." They um, they put my post back up, but left me locked out of my account. This is huh. wrong. It's wrong on a hundred different levels, and they locked me out of my account because I was reaching about 11 million people a month over at my main Facebook page, and they don't want discourse, and that is alarming. 
So Ryan Hartwick is a Facebook whistleblower that I've worked with recently, and I'm going to mention again Zach Voorhees. I don't know if you're familiar with these these names of the, the for Google whistleblower. Uh, there are people in Silicon Valley that are now coming out against this censorship that you speak of. How is it that we have allowed our country and we have allowed uh, we've allowed this freedom of speech, which I'll call it, and freedom of press. It's kind of intertwined with Section two, uh, 230 and, and, and resolving that. But how, how are we allowing this to happen where you, you, where you said it, the head, the voice of the free world? He himself, uh, banned by Twitter. What's, our, what's the next step moving forward here, Heidi? How, how do we correct? How do we, how, do we, how do we put the clamps down on Silicon Valley? Well, I think we got to break up these companies. I mean, they've got monopolies, right? And so, all, look, look what happened to Parler. You know, look, look what happens when people try to get out into into the mainstream and offer an alternative. They just get eaten alive. And so, I, I think these companies need to be broken up. I think we need if if they will if they're they're like uh, public utilities. I think that's how we need to view them now because so many people use these as avenues of communication. Can you imagine if CenturyLink, which is my you know my phone company out here in the West? If they came and said, "Hey, you know, we we appreciate that you've been uh, that you've been a, a customer of ours, but we were listening in on your phone conversation with your grandmother the other night, and we heard that you have some political views that we think could be a little bit damaging to the country. So, doink, we just pulled your connection. People would freak out. Well, that's what's happening. Yeah. And I think we've been like the frog in, in this proverbial pot of water for a long time. And the bottom line, at least for me, and this is why Heidi St. John, a grandmother and a mother of seven, jumped into the political fray. I have absolutely had enough. And what's happened is we have been sending representatives to represent us. And I'm talking about city councils, mayors, uh, governors, state representatives, federal representatives. And then we, we voted and we assumed that they shared our values. And then we learned a little bit too late. Not only do they not share our values, they're actively undermining us. And that is what's happened in Washington State. And that is what's happening in Washington, D.C. We need ordinary, regular citizens who love this country. I have started and operated three businesses successfully uh, right here in the state of Washington. It should matter that we get people in there who actually know how, what it takes to put a gallon of milk on the table and have lived this life as a citizen and are willing to go and fight for the country because the nation is at war with the radical left. We've got dangerous Democrats in office right now and unfortunately weak Republicans. It's time to get rid of the weak Republicans and remove the dangerous Democrats with people of integrity and people of promise who will stand up and fight for this country. I think it's worth fighting for. You're a fireball, and 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 last week uh, or two weeks ago, I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to have Teddy Daniels, uh, who's who's a kind of a spitting image of, of of you, but just on the other the other uh, angle, he's also a veteran. He's like you're saying, people are rising up to take back their country. This is happening right now, and I'll, I'll always point the finger at the Federal Reserve Bank, which which in my research is unconstitutional. Absolutely. And, Oh, so speak a little bit about that. It's glad to hear that response. You speak a little bit about that then, Heidi, for listeners. Well, the, the Federal Reserve, I don't think that most people understand that the Federal Reserve is a privately owned organization and it controls all of our money. And when I learned about this in the fiat many years ago, people started talking to me about the Federal Reserve. I thought that this was a branch of the government. Oh, no, it's not. And when I started, once I started digging into it and you realize how precariously perched we are and how much power and authority these guys have, it, it looks to me on the outside almost like a criminal enterprise. 
And so the more, the more I learn, and I think Americans need to start researching the history of the Federal Reserve, and we need to start asking ourselves some really serious questions because our nation right now is at the jumping off place. We are at the jumping off place. Inflation is skyrocketing. We're watching our supply system because all of our stuff comes from overseas. We're watching these big giant freighters being stuck out right. in the ocean with nowhere to go. Dude, we're in trouble, and there's so many components to it. I, I, I honestly think if the American people would start doing their homework instead of sitting back watching Netflix with a beer every night and get educated about what's going on in our country, we would see even more people engaged in the battle to, uh, to take it back to what the Founding Fathers had envision yeah exactly and uh, early on in, in in my show i and i still do i talk about anthony sutton that ex was exposing the fraud of the federal reserve bank like what you said is a private banking organization it does not represent the people it's unconstitutional and it simply uh strengthens large corporations overseas corporations i.e why we allow our companies to manufacture all of our all of our goods in China, building up an enemy, basically, forcefully building up an enemy. And we're sitting back, like you're saying, and we're allowing this to happen. It must come to an end. It must stop. Talk a little bit as we wind down a little right now, Heidi, talk a little bit about boots on the ground for you or heels on the ground. Rather, as you are touring and you're, you're, you're doing your stops, your campaign trail, what are you seeing so that in Washington so that listeners can identify with what what are the messages that are that, that, that you're encountering? What are you seeing out there with your own eyes and ears? Well, the first thing I see is um, sorrow, and I hate to say that, but I have lived in the Northwest all of my life, and I've never seen anything like this. Every single stop that I make, people are coming up to me in tears. And like I told you a few moments ago, I think if we do not stop these wicked, evil mandates, we are going to start to see an alarming rise in suicide because people feel hopeless. They feel helpless. They've been worn down now for a year and a half by these ridiculous mandates and unconstitutional lockdowns. When in the history of our country was it ever okay to look at another human being and say, you're essential, but not you. You get to work, but you don't. I've watched people, friends of mine, lose their businesses and lose their homes in the name of a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. And so what I see out on the road is desperation. It's desperation. There is a crisis in our country right now, and I believe now it's an emergency. And what I want the people of my district to know and the people of this nation, because my voice in Congress will be a voice for the nation, is this. Help is on the way. Oof. Help is coming. We are doing everything we can, and I hope your listeners will help me. I need their help right now. Heidi St. John for Congress.com. The Democrats are doing everything they can to flip the seat because they smell blood in the water. They know Jamie Herrera Butler has been politically mortally wounded, and they will do everything they can to flip this seat. And if, if Washington's third congressional flips Democrat, uh, we, will we will not recognize this district. And so I need help. And I, I love the people of this great nation. I'm the girl who cries at the national anthem. I love this country. I'm willing to put it all on the line to fight for freedom and fight to retain our constitutional republic as our founders gave it to us. This amazing republic if we can keep it. And I'm going to fight to keep it. And we need all the help we can get. I ask people everywhere I go now, please pray for the people of Washington state. We have been languishing and suffering. That is the best word that I can use to describe it under the tyrannical leadership of a tyrannical governor. 
They have a, a Democrat supermajority in this state, and people are literally dying because of it. And I don't know a stronger way to say it. And and for me to be out here to to be you know to stop my normal job and the thing that I love and stop hanging out in the evenings with my grandkids and you know doing barbecues and instead I'm traveling all over the the, the country and around my district, it's because this nation is under attack and help is coming. And that's what I want the people of this district to know. Ladies and gentlemen, Heidi St. John, help is coming. Heidi, is America the last hope for the planet? America is the last hope. It's the last great light on this world. We have always been a beacon for hope and help around the world. And you see when America's light goes out, what happened in Afghanistan will happen all over the country. This is a shameful moment for the United States. It's a sad moment for the United States. It's very, very sobering. I wish I had a better a, a better uh, outlook, but I believe if we, we can turn this thing around, but it's going to require every single freedom-loving American to stop hanging out and watching Netflix in the evening and start going to rallies, start getting involved in campaigns like mine, start showing up to school board meetings, running for school boards, showing up for your city council meetings. We can't sit this thing out. If we do, we're going to lose our country. HeidiStJohn.com. That's H-E-I-D-I-S-T-J-O-H-N. Heidi, keep up the amazing work. I support you. My listeners support you. And I look forward to being in t- staying in touch with you. Thank you. I'd love to come on again. Thank you so much for having me. Heidi St. John, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is what's happening. This is what is happening, folks. Mothers, grandmother. Heidi's a grandmother. Here's a woman that's written seven books. Okay, so she's used her time very wisely. Sorry about that. Uh, she's used her time very wisely. Uh, she's raised, I'd imagine, an incredible family. She saw 20 years ago with her husband, 20 years ago, that she needed to create non-public education for not only her, her kids, but for her community. This is a woman that loves her country, loves her state, respects the principles that it's founded on, and she's fighting for you. And this is this is in in, in, in one end or another. I, look, this has been happening for decades, okay. But once we got Obama into the White House, oh, things drastically shifted because because George Bush, uh, let's just call him a rhino, okay. We'll call both the Bushes rhinos, okay. And, and you can call both the Bushes rhinos. And well, basically, what in my view, basically what was happening was this this European communist infusion. In the United States, which again I'm I'm saying has been here for decades, okay, uh, it, it, it was using was using the conservative constitutionalist like a George Bush or George Bush Jr. Uh, as the sound as as kind of their echo board, okay, or the sounding wall, okay. Uh, today we're we're calling them rhinos, right? That's what that's what they were calling them rhinos. Um, and, uh, uh, when Obama got on there, uh, you know, it was okay. It was a Democrat, but boom, he was so far. He was so like far left Democrat, something completely and totally new for America. And there were, and, and unfortunately America, it started saying, Oh, you know, this is, hmm, this is, this is kind of appetizing. Oh, uh, you know, Hey, oh uh, yeah. Everybody should have free health care, you know, I mean, the government should be providing this with all of the taxes they collect. So very crafty, 
very crafty how this communist agenda has infiltrated the Democratic Party. Because because like, let's pull back and just say, hey, wait a, wait a second, Andrew Jackson was a Democrat, right? But but he ran on the re-election platform of killing the bank, literally, kill the bank. This is how the man was re-elected because he understood the swine in these international corporations and this is in the 1840s folks 1840s okay and now let's fast forward 100 years jfk another democrat saying oh kill the bank kill the bank i already mentioned it on the show it's the second time i mentioned it kill the bank two democrats so this is not about Democrat or Republican, the Democrat Party has fallen guinea pig, in my view, to these communist, European communist infiltrators in the United States, okay? The, the, the Democrats, oh, because Silicon Valley is so wealthy, oh, yes, our digital currency, right? And we have so much power because we've subjugated everybody's dependency on computers and cell phones and silicone chips, Right? So we, we can manipulate so many aspects of how they speak and how they communicate. That's the objective, folks. That's the objective. And now we're seeing that ugly head rear its face in the Republican Party. But thank goodness, thank goodness that we have women like Heidi St. John. Okay, We're mentioning Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, let's throw out Candace Owens. I don't know Candace Owens too well. I've never met her. I don't really know a whole lot of what she does. But the women, the mothers, the grandmothers, it's the, the, the backbone of America's families that are now standing up and saying, you will come through me if you want my country. <laughs> Well, the husbands will be following. The husbands will follow. And this is what I've been seeing for the past year. I, in my view, this is what I've been seeing for the past year. It is the women, the women in this country that are putting their foot down and saying no. The buck stops here. There will be no vaccine mandate. There will be no mask mandate. I pull my child from your institution. And I teach them myself, and I teach them what they should be learning. I'll wholesome school them if I have to. And they're doing it. It's the women that are standing up, and the men will follow a la Restore Liberty. Right? So Restore Liberty, what is that? Oh, Ian, what is that? Now I've been on War Room with Steve Bannum twice in the past two weeks. Retired Lieutenant Colonel, U.S. Army, Black Hawk pilot. Darren Gobb, an example, perhaps the most successful at the moment and to date, an example of the men now saying, oh, wait a second now. Hmm. Okay, I'm hearing what my wife is telling me. I'm seeing what's happened in front of me to my, what was it, 28 years, 20 plus years he served the U.S. military. And he says, I'm right in line to be a colonel. And then the brigadier general, and he says, no. My military, my employer, has become incredibly corrupt. And I don't want 
the promotion. I walk away from you, Uncle Sam. I walk away from you. A la Anthony Sutton, Stanford Hoover fellow, walking away from his fellowship at that prestigious university because they tried to censor him in the 70s. I walk away from your money. I walk away. And that's what you have to do, America. This is what we are doing. This is what's happening. We are walking away. And unfortunately, as... Heidi has just told us she's seeing police officers, firemen saying, I can't, I won't get my pension. I won't get my retirement. Well, folks, you're going to have to make a decision. Or someone else will make it for you. And that someone else will be taking your money anyway. So defend. You defend. You declare your being a sovereign corporation. Corp. Corpus. Corpus. Corporation. That's where the word comes from. Corporation. Body. Latin. Corporation. Corpus. Your sovereign corpus. Your, 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 you, 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 you must declare yourself a sovereign corpus, and no, you must reject that vaccination. And if you have to, you do what you need to do. You, 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 you just have to do what you need to do, folks. Okay, so you go down to your town council meeting. You go to your senators. You go to the governor. You need, you need to be active. But it's happening with the women, and the men are following. That's that's the way I've seen it. That's the way I see it. Okay, yeah, that's that's the way I see it. So, uh, unfortunately, but also very fortunately, um, Donald Trump has done some great things for the country. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. I, I will wind down here. But I first heard I, I first heard Donald Trump speak at the Doral National Golf Course in Miami, Florida. Uh, I had yet started this program, and again, I started the program out of invitation. I never thought I'd be doing the program. Uh, Kitty was her name. She was a manager. She was. Uh, African-American woman, part Hispanic or something. I'm not sure what her heritage was, but we became friends. And she says, you've got to come down to the radio show. you got to come down to the online radio station called Winwood Radio. So I did. Yeah, that was 2016, fall. But going back to late winter, early spring of 2015, I would hear Donald Trump speak. And, and, and the one thing that caught my ear was that he said he would run for president as an independent if he decided as an independent, uh, and he'd be self-financed. That's what I liked. Because in the 90s, I liked a guy named Ross Perot that, 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 that echoed the same type of stance, an independent self-financed. Um, something happened. Donald joined the Republican Party, a former Democrat. It doesn't really matter, like I'm saying. The political 
landscape, both sides of the aisle are corrupt. It, it, definitely the Democrat Party is completely wayward towards communism. It just it just is. It just is. And and it's a it's a it's a it's a crafty a crafty little devil, if you will, uh, that that is communism. Okay, so pull back. Let me let me recommend iantrache.com. Click on the research tab. That's T R O T T I E R. You're familiar with the spelling of the last name if you're listening to this. Uh, but uh, go into the research tab and, and go through those publications by Dr. Sutton. Familiarize yourself with Skull and Bones. Familiar, what, what I'm getting at is, is familiarize yourself with the financial strings that connect the United States and her constitution to the former European powers, which it ran from. Because those economic strings puppet America today. It's not my research. Just my reading. Okay? And I base it off of men like Dr. Sutton. I base it off of men like G. Edward Griffin, former guest on the show. You can find his, uh, you can find his episode in my archive. I, for, I, I, I find that information off of men like uh, David Icke. Okay? He's not even American. He's a right. Uh, and uh, Jordan Maxwell, Russell Pine, uh, a.k.a. Russell Pine, or a.k.a. Jordan Maxwell. His, name, his birth name is Russell Pine. But uh, he's been researching this for 60 years. 60 years. Has he brainwashed himself? I doubt it. I doubt it. I, 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 people like Steven Spielberg have gone to him for consultation. Okay. Jordan Maxwell. So this is not my information. This is research that I've simply read. And thank goodness Heidi was on par with the Federal Reserve. And more and more people, Anthony Bouchard in Wyoming, candidate to uh, get Liz Cheney out of, uh, out of D.C. Uh, Anthony Bouchard, again, uh, understands the Federal Reserve. Folks, the Federal Reserve is a corrupt international banking cartel. It's a cartel. It's a Ponzi scheme, basically. It's a Ponzi scheme. Okay? It is a monopoly. The Federal Reserve has a monopoly on the United States government and its economy. Okay, you, 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 you are subservient to a bank, folks. You should be subservient to a constitution, but you're not. You're subservient to a private bank that is trying to destroy your constitution and is doing a really good job at it. And that bank is not American. That bank is European. Uh, okay, so like I said earlier, China, post-World War II, 1945, same year the United Nations is chartered. China creates a central bank. Again, post-World War II, they're forced into creating a central bank. Who does that, uh, who does that pro profit? Hmm, elements of the British East Indies Company. Wow. Wow. Well, let me, you know, while, while I'm at it, since, I've, since, I've, since you got me on a roll here, while I'm at it, let me just mention some of these names to you. Okay, let me let me mention some of these names to you. Uh, elements, yeah, what a concept, Ian. What a, what a concept. Elements of the former British East Indies Company, hmm, such as such as this. And again, this is why I brought this up with Heidi because because two years ago, this would be labeled theorists, conspiracy theory. 
I, you know, I don't care what you. I don't know. People label me a. Uh, I think it was a reporter um, in Mississippi labeled me a bigot <laughs> because I had interviewed a former candidate for senator uh, from the state uh, that was exposing election fraud. This is three years ago. Okay. Anyway, so uh, elements of the former British East Indies Company. What is a monopoly? So, you know, I am going to take a moment and just break this down for you so that you really understand the nuts and bolts of where I come from. So that you, you, you can fully get on board here with, 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 with what I have researched. So it makes perfect sense to you. The controlling families of the East India Company hmm, are the House of Rothschild, the uncrowned kings of Europe. Second, the House of Rockefeller, the princes of North America. You can find us on my Instagram. The House of Rhodes, that would be Cecil or Cecil Rhodes. Yes, he left basically all of his fortune to the All Souls School at Oxford University. Cecil Rhodes, the House of Rhodes and Oppenheimers. The African monopolists of gold and diamonds. Prove this wrong, folks. You can't. This is accurate information. This is what you need to know. If you enjoy your liberties and freedoms in America. And if you're living in America and you want to change those freedoms and liberties, I have a problem with you. And many Americans do. But that's for another episode, isn't it? Continuing. House of Jardine and Matheson. The noble opium knights. Opium. Opium. Afghanistan. Poppy? Hmm. House of Incapes. That's I-N-C-H-A-P-E-S. The Lords of the Sea. Yes, a Scottish transportation ships. Sea transportation house. And finally, folks, the House of Sassoon the masters of India and China. And if you get into any of the independent media sources in India, they will go down this road for you. Because they, having been colonized by Britain, have followed the money. America, it's time for you to now follow the money. Follow the money. So 1945, China, Central Bank. The strings that pull the puppet, in other words, the deep state, go back centuries. Centuries, folks. You are fighting, we are fighting the same tyrant. The same tyrant. that the founders of this country were fighting. This is my view. This is my research. All roads lead to Rome. 
They simply do. And if you religiously, this is where this is the crux of where I'm coming from. This is why I brought up the point that the United States is founded upon religious freedom. Very important if you understand this concept. Religiously speaking, if you can create a monopoly on people's belief and the way they believe in creation and existence, i.e. G-O-D, God, then you manipulate and monopolize every aspect of their life. And I argue that that is exactly what the Roman Empire did. And elements of the Roman Empire still exist and control your bank, America. Prove this wrong. Simply prove it wrong. You trace all the central banks globally, that includes China, Russia, back to one location that regulates them all. The Bank of International Settlements, Basel, Switzerland. It just so happens, folks, that the Swiss Guard protects the Pope. But he's, wait, he's in Rome, he's in Italy, and he's, he's not in Switzerland. Wait, hold on a second. So you're saying that the Vatican controls or at least has a large controlling interest in the central banks globally? That's exactly what I'm saying, folks. That is exactly what I am saying. And uh, that's exactly why Vagano, is it the Archbishop Vagano, is, was, has written a, written a letter to uh, Donald Trump a year and a half ago saying that the vaccine was a hoax. Or, not the vaccine, the COVID-19 was a hoax. So, I'm not, I'm not saying that the Vatican is, like, trying to take over the planet, but I am saying that, as Americans, all we have to do is look to our neighbor to the south and say, well, we're to Mexico. Mexico, Mexico was formerly known as New Spain. This is fact. They were subservient to the queens or the monarchy of Spain. But but here's a fact that should alarm you. What's the main difference between the United States and Mexico and how they came to be countries? Well, Mexico, folks, was developed by conquistadores. See? Entiende? Conquistadores, right? It's, if you go back to some of these papal bulls, Centuries old. Like dividing, uh, taking the map of the world and dividing it east and west and saying, okay, Spain, you get one half and Portugal, you get second half. This is like 1454, right? Just before, or something like that. Just right around that time of Christopher Columbus. So for, uh, 50, 94, right? I'm not, I'm not sure what the date is. I have to get the dates in front of me. But saying, hey, if you can monopolize monopolize, manipulate people's belief in God. So that, that's what makes it, which Mexico's did, which Mexico, which happened in Mexico. Okay. Even though the constitution calls for freedom of religion, I mean, overwhelmingly, 90% of that country is, is the same religion. So that makes things differently in the United States, right? So the United States is, hey, freedom of religion. 
Oh, we run away from England. We we run away from the Church of England, which essentially is controlled by the Vatican. So follow the money. Prove these things wrong. Prove them wrong. I I can't. Not me. And if you can, write to me and send me your literature. But that's just the way to look at it. And so we have to scale back and we have to say, okay, what are the things that we can defend? Because, you know, I don't really care what's happening in Rome. I don't really care what religion people practice. Well, what you do care is that you have the right, right? You have the right to speak freely. You have the right to print and write freely. And you have the right to go to one church or another church or whatever it may be, a synagogue, temple, whatever it may be. Or have the right not to go at all. But those rights are being eroded. Those rights are being taken from you. And right now, that weapon to take those rights away from you is a virus with a 99% survival rate and the ammo in that gun is a vaccine injection, a la de Blasio in New York. Well, you're not going to any of my gyms. You're not going to any of my restaurants unless you get this inoculation, vaccine. Only you can make a difference. Only you can pass this message on, go down to your town hall meeting, stand up, and make a change. Refuse this garbage. Refuse this tyranny. Refuse it, folks. Refuse it. Now, here's the catch. As I do wind down here. Here's the couch. In 2016, the fall of 2016, South Beach, when I lived in Meridian, that's a street, it's a Meridian, it's an avenue in South Beach, I would hear the crop duster buzz right over my head. So whatever is inside these vaccinations, I can guarantee you that if that can be forced into your body without you knowing it, a la a plane flying over your head and dropping fumes, toxic gases on you, and you're forced to inhale them, unless you have a mask on hand, that's likely what could be coming next. Because to combat the Zika virus in 2016, which is... The reason my research behind that, which is the reason I started this by invitation, I have to reiterate that again, was because I couldn't do a darn thing about the crop duster buzzing over my head. I, I, could, I would smell. I would smell this toxic pesticide that had been banned by the European Union because it was a known neurotoxin. Banned! Banned, B-A-N-N-E-D, banned by the European Union. Yet, here we are, thanks to Governor Scott at the time, force, forcibly, we're being forced to breathe this stuff in. That's right, about 5, 5.30 in the morning, I hear the crop duster buzz over the head, and it smelt again, like burning flesh. Here we go. Make a difference, only you can. This has been another discussion of truth. And next week, next week, U.S. Army Ranger former Tom Arenta, I think I've got that name right, and J.P. Lindstrom, who, who's been joining me for five years now. He's a regular on the show. 
brilliant, very smart guy. Doesn't pack the same punch that I do. Uh, and he's a, he's a little more lenient. Well, a little more, a lot more lenient politically. Uh, but a brilliant researcher and very smart guy. Uh, and then we'll follow that up with Tom Hartman. So for HeidiStJohn.com and what she's doing, um, keep up the good work wherever you're at. Uh, if you've been vaccinated, second guess the uh, the second round or the third round or fourth round or whatever updates coming your way. Computer, it's basically a software update. Um, well, I'm using that with a little bit of farce, okay? It's like comedy. Yes and no. Uh, until next week, folks. This is the Intro for Discussion of Truth. Be awesome.